Welcome to the Greenway Outdoors podcast, your trusted source for outdoor information and entertainment. The Greenway Outdoors is also an internationally syndicated TV show and conservation advocate aimed at bringing millennials and Generation Z into the outdoors. Welcome to the Greenway Outdoors. Hello and welcome to episode 47 of the Greenway Outdoors podcast. I'm Kyle. I'm Jeff. I'm AJ. I'm Bill Putman. I love it. There we go. I'm Ryan. Mr. Putman, it is an honor to have you here. For those of you who don't know who Mr. Putman is, he is the what would you name what would you name your title of the family? Uh, it's gotta be a good one. They call me Papa. Papa. Okay. Okay. The Papa of the family from Meet the Putmans from the basically the highest rated TLC show, uh, reality show. You've seen him on there, Meet the Putmans. They had a season about a year and a half, two years ago. Fantastic. My mom and sister are so jealous right now. They were obsessed with the show. And the fact that I get to have you here in the studio today and your family's here <laughs> with us too, uh, it's, it's truly an honor for us and thank you for joining us. Yeah, that's that's so sweet of you. Uh, you know, I, I just walking in the door, a gentleman named Ken. Mm-hmm. Uh, first thing. Ken Colley. What a nice guy! <laughs> we you love know, Ken. And then I've been dapper. watching your show, and I, I gotta, I just, we just gotta, we gotta expose the elephant in the room. Okay, you guys are out of control. I mean, mostly you, Jeffrey. <laughs> I'm, I'm talking out of my heart, and I'm a great judge of character. That's, that's how we built our business. You guys. I see stars when I see you guys. I mean, this is the stepping stone. Now, who knows only God, but you guys are on your way and you're delivering a solid moral message. You can't do that in today's market, but somehow you guys are doing it. Just be patient. It doesn't happen overnight. Right. Well, yeah. we appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah. So, I'm humbled by your words and I mean, you guys you know, you've got an incredible entrepreneurial background. You're also an incredible devout Christian. And on top of that, you've got an incredible family. Mm-hmm. Um, and the way that you've worked your family is basically what landed you this incredible opportunity to have this, you know, celebrity now um, from the from the reality show. So for those of you who don't know, Papa <laughs> uh, runs a family household where he's got his children and there's children's children all in one house and that created as you're seeing in that picture right there right now meet the putmans on tlc an excellent reality moral based christian television show that you know you broke into the mainstream and that's really tough yeah. to do to break in the mainstream with a clean message now it's not because there isn't a ton of devout christians it's not because there isn't a huge market for it because exactly. look what duck dynasty did exactly but getting through the production, getting through the market, getting through the L.A. In order to do it. Is and tough. that's why you guys have been successful. And that's why you're going to be successful. In order to break into this market, you need to have a great content. Not as much as our, 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 the people that you're competing against. Right. I mean, if you're willing to destroy your reputation... If you're willing to be disgusting, okay, you got a spot on 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 TV today, right? Okay, for sure. But the guys like yourselves, like Duck Dynasty, that make it, have unbelievable content. So watch people, and pressure. Watch these kids because you are tomorrow's tomorrow's stars. You're tomorrow's 
leaders. And uh, I and I mean that from the bottom of my heart. I and I've watched I don't know a dozen of your of your. Uh, podcasts? Mm-hmm. Is that what you call them? Yep. Mm-hmm. The kids, I don't know, computers. <laughs> is that a computer thing, a pod? Yeah, well, not. It's, it's phones, computers, pretty much all, yeah. the, all that technology stuff that follows us around. Now. I am so illiterate. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I can read, but I... I, I <laughs> computers. Yeah, yeah no, I'm... I, my dad is, like, the same way. Yeah. He's so anti-phone and anti this. what? He's getting yeah. it. He's getting it now. They like it because they can watch a podcast on the TV, and that's how they, they tend to view it, too. They're not into the phone thing and stuff, but yeah, it's it'd be considered a podcast, and then we have the actual television show as well, which is um, you know syndicated internationally. But our television show, kind of, we the platform that we went with is every episode's about a specific tactic for a specific species, being hunting or fishing. Right. Right. We cover the conservation of the species. We give you the gear list of everything you need for the hunting or fishing trips. You're, like, you're educating as well as entertaining. That's and, the goal. And that, well, that's exactly what you're doing. And that's what the mainstream wants. Right. They want to be entertained and at the same time walk away with a little bit more intelligence. Exactly. And you guys deliver it. You're delivering you. it. And if I may, you know, I don't know, you know, who I'm really speaking to audience-wise, but you're also bringing home God. Right. I mean, in every one of your podcasts, somehow, some way, one of you ding-dongs <laughs> mentioned God. No, I'm serious. Yep. And you know what? It just, it just, I felt, I got goosebumps. It's cool. But, like I said, that separates you. It's a blessing and a curse. Stick with the blessing. You're doing everything right and be patient. It's, it, it is tough, too, because there's, there's an added pressure. You know, I've, I'm not necessarily against it, but I've never had alcohol. I've never had tobacco. I've never done a drug. And I I do get nervous that when you when you brag about God, mm-hmm. you get in a scenario where you're analyzed because exactly. people want you to flop. They exactly. want you to fail. Yeah. And as you guys have had experiences, people will make up stuff to try and do that to oh, you. They unbelievable. And it is it is especially in the hunting and fishing, so that you know, then you get the people and you know, we've got your granddaughter coming on the podcast next for the second half of this. Awesome. And she's gonna be talking about her bear story, so I won't ruin that for anyone now. But it does, it puts us in a it puts us in a, a heavy pressure yep. to make sure we're operating in a godly manner that people can respect and that we represent well, because the worst it says in the Bible that the worst thing you can do is just be outwardly bad, but then brag about God. And exactly. The, you know, and so it's, it does put a lot of pressure on us. But I got to tell you, I've got three best friends, and we and Ken is would be my fourth, and we travel, hunt, and fish, and film, and edit together, and it's one team collectively. As, as a family. As a yes. family with one mission, one goal, one delivery, one push forward. And that's even, even our—we have a bigger team than just our group. You know, we have other people that we work with, but everybody has the same moral— compass that follows for you got to meet our our agent mike jackery he's incredible and he's got an incredible story too about how he, i mean he's been at the very very top of the industry and yeah you know he's like you said it's tough in this industry to find the right people on your team because um having the same morals is one thing but pushing it to the mainstream with the right morals is you here's need somebody with here's a guy that i never met in my life mm-hmm. that is in the top one percent of it's industry mm-hmm. okay walks up to me shakes my hand and calls me mr putman yep yeah you know what i say god bless him that guy is grounded mm-hmm. 
He's got a vision for life. You can just tell. I mean, as soon as he, as soon as I met him, I said in my mind, I was in the furniture business, and I said that Mrs. Smith, when she walked in the door, in the first 10 seconds, she decided whether or not she could buy furniture there. Really? We do it with people. As much as we try not to stereotype, the first 10 seconds when you meet somebody is yeah. going to be, can I watch this show? Right. Slash, can I be friends with this person? Mm-hmm. And and Mike, top notch guy. I didn't oh, want yeah. I didn't want to let go of his hand. Yeah. <laughs> no, seriously. I yeah. just I just wanted to hug him and say, hey, do you remember in high school when we? Yeah. You know. That's, obviously, I wasn't in high school with him. That's how we feel about him too. He's just he's a he's a great guy. Jeff thinks I was a nice friend. Yeah. Yeah. You're well, what, 30, I wanna, 35, 36? <laughs> now he likes you. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. I wanted to know, going back to, um, you know, you've got this, you're on fire for Christ, as you say, and you definitely are, and you can feel the energy and the positivity pour out of you when I met you. I, I wanted to know, tell us about your childhood. What was it like, and what led you to want to operate a family where, for those of you who don't know, the whole family, how many, 24, 25 people? Yeah, it's kind of my, uh, it's really neat that you brought that up. And again, I think that's God. That you because you were not encouraged to bring that up and nobody whispered in we your ear. We didn't plan anything, no. Yeah. <laughs> but get this. Casey, that's Brandon's that's my daughter. Okay. Kate, I, she's my daughter in law, but she's actually my daughter. Sure. That's Brandon's wife mm-hmm. is writing a book on my childhood. My mom died when I was eight years old. I ended oh. up in the system. My dad, he kind of lost it. Uh, I think in my mind, I try to say he loved my mom so much, he turned to crutches of drinking. Mm -hmm. He turned to crutches to deal with the pain, Mm -hmm. okay? But it left me, for two years, I, I missed school. So the oh blessing gosh. side, everything has a blessing. My glass is half full. I refuse. That's the name of the book. I refuse to be a victim. Okay, but the I, I, I also have to be ADHD. A yeah, so I'm gonna get off on tangents. In a few minutes, we'll be talking about <laughs> we do that too. An oh, extinct uh, frog <laughs> yeah. in Australia's outback. So no. you've seen the podcast? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> sounds just okay, like us. So childhood, my childhood. So Casey's writing this book. Uh, uh, and it, it, it takes you back to when I was a kid in 1967 and explains what it's like to grow up on the streets. I missed two years of school. That's incredible. And there was 220 kids in my graduating class in high school, and I graduated 20th from the bottom. What years <laughs> did you miss? Like, how old were you when you missed school? I missed... Uh, uh, Fourth grade and third grade, okay. but I, I actually Those are really important ones. Well, yeah. I mean they're all important, but yeah. third and fourth grade are like things change different. Yeah. yeah, it's the time that you really need a mom. Right. You know, I always think a, a little girl needs her dad, right. and a little boy needs her mom. His mom. mom. Yep. Yeah. You know, and, you need that contrast uh, of the. Yeah. I missed it, and you know, not only did I miss it, I got to see the system, and the system was broke, and is, is broke. broke. Yeah, and. Um, it, it needs it needs a lot of overhaul, but um, I survived. Right, you know, I, and I'm not going to blame all that on my past. I'm not going to go out, God forbid, and be a bum uh, and and say, oh, I'm like this because there is a because you as a society failed me. No, forget that. You know what we got to do is we got to put on our big boy pants, forget about what happened to us, Move and on. get out there and make it happen. You and golly, that. you guys, that's what you're doing. <clears throat> Forget about if 
you know, I, 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 I'm blind in one eye. I walk with a limp. I'm right. handicapped. You know, forget about that. I, I'll pray for you and make you healthy. Right. But you know what? At the end of the day, what are you going to do with it? One of my favorite motivational speakers. Ryan, quit do. laughing at me. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, Ryan's laughing was, at me. You better knock it off, Ryan. It was, the, it was the limp thing. Oh, well, was, there, well, there was my favorite motivational speaker has no arms or legs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's really fantastic. But I'll tell you, didn't he wrestle? I don't know that. That that I don't know. <laughs> I can't jump. Uh, yeah, probably. Uh, he's a biter, but uh, no, they. Uh, he climbed Mount Everest. Right. <laughs> yeah, it was. He's incredible though. Yeah. But there was an old story, and I don't remember where I acquired. I like to give credit where credit's due, and I don't remember. But it was that there was two kids, two sons, and they had a dad that was an alcoholic. And the one grew up to be an alcoholic. And he said, well, of course I was an alcoholic. My dad was an alcoholic. The other one grew up to be super successful, amazing. Victim. The other one said, they said, well, how did you become so successful? He's like, my dad was an alcoholic. I had to be. So it's like, how do you, how do you take in your perspective to what you are? Now, spot on. So you graduated Bottom 20 in your class, you said. Yep. Some of those kids didn't graduate. Right. So, I mean, I was like right there. Our, cla- yeah. our class scores weren't, weren't, weren't no. There fantastic. was 150 kids in our graduating <laughs> Did you guys class. go to high school together? Yeah. He grew up Unbelievable. Across, we've grown up across the street from each other since we were five years old. The, what a great story. We've never been in an argument. We so, make, you are brothers. Yeah, literally. You, we tease each other all the time. Are you afraid to say you love each other? No, we say it once no. in a while. Good, we, he does. <laughs> <laughs> I have a friend... Um, uh, his name is Dave Goodchild, and uh, we we were friends in junior high. The f- the first kid he met when he come to our school, everybody said, "Now get this, okay? I, I'm two years of past everybody, so like I'm shaving in seventh grade." Okay, yeah. I mean that was not me, believe it or not. Yeah. I, I still haven't got there, but once once you know once in a while, every three days, every three days I pluck one. But yeah. go ahead. You sound like Blake, my youngest son, <clears throat> but. I did. I matured fast, you know, and uh, on top of that, being, you know, 20, almost 21 when I graduated. Sure. Oh, man. It was awesome because sports, I played every sport, but I was the dude because I was so big and right. I had testosterone. You yeah, know what man. I'm saying? Yeah. Where kids were just starting to get it. I was like, you know, I've been shaving. Been there. I, I hit that give, around give 22. Give him the ball. <laughs> I think we're give him the ball. ball. Exactly. <laughs> it, was, it was fun. But, uh, that was the, and you know what? Just like you guys did a moment ago, is what I'm doing. I'm looking at the positive signs, right? And that's what society is about today. Everybody's give me, give me, give me entitlement. And you know what? This much effort, this much effort, right? You can make a great living in this country. Absolutely. Yeah. There. You know what? Our unemployment is is almost. If you take out all the people that can't work because they're in that number too right is almost zero i was listening to a um a podcast and the guy said he goes by the way even if our unemployment rate was six percent because there's people trying to argue that it was it's yeah. not but they were trying to argue that it was he goes even if it is have That's you great. <laughs> have you have you met a hundred people in the united states you think six of them don't want to work <laughs> you know what i mean and it's, it's, that was a interesting uh that's awesome yeah. it was a but isn't it true i was like oh yeah okay when you put it that simple it's 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 pretty uh blatant so so okay so going back you have now you know in high school your formative years you're kind of growing um you graduate- i got a zillion stories too yeah <laughs> about high school but 
It's for another time. Yeah, <laughs> the duck hunting blind. Maybe tonight. That's right. Yeah. I want to hear about what got you to be an entrepreneur. How did that Another start? godly story. I mean, like, unbelievable godly. Let's hear it. Get this. And I'll just make it really quick. But we have a, a paper, okay? Mm-hmm. My, my wife and I uh, decide... Uh, she got pregnant. She's going to kill me. <laughs> um, she got pregnant, and we decided we had to get married. Sure. You know, there was no other if ands, or buts, okay? My walk with the Lord isn't what it is today, back then, but right. I but I still knew the Lord. Right. Long story short, we decide, you know, we're going to get married, okay? And I'm so excited because I loved her so much. I mean, it's like she's a 10, and I'm like a 2, and now I get to marry a 10. Now, it put me on the line. I got a lot to do to keep Yeah, it. you got okay? it. But I I was, ready, I was ready for the task. So I see this ad in this paper, and it says, this is exactly what it said. Salesman wanted um, commission plus salary, call this phone number. That's it. That's all it said. And I said to my wife, I said, Barb, send my resume. All she had, I'm 23. Okay. All she had was my high school um, graduation picture. And she put that in my resume and sent it to that at that P.O. box. It was a job for a furniture store. I, I, I don't know if a <laughs> chair has four legs or two legs. Right. I go and I interview, and the guy's a Christian that interviews me. And, and I'm not going to say, I knew the Lord. I just didn't know I knew the Lord. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah. Yes. Okay, so he says to me, Bill, this is what God's plan is for you, is to be in sales. And I'm like, oh, man, Ed. His name is Ed. And I won't tell you his last name because I don't want to get... He's a wonderful guy. His name's Ed Ekins. And I said, and I love him with all my heart. And I said, Ed, I I, I have health insurance where I'm working. I was making $4... Whoops, sorry. I was making $4.10 an hour. Okay. Okay, minimum wage was two sixty-five. Yeah. Wow. And... So I, and it was it was terrible. Like 15 you know, now, we're probably. just barely getting by. Sure. But I had health insurance. And so I said to my wife, I can't take this job because, you know, I'll lose my health insurance. And so he calls me at work and says, Bill, I was working at a department store like a Walmart. It's called Fisher Big Wheel. He says, Bill, you got to take this job. And I said, uh, Ed, I, I really fell in love with you guys. And I really, I think I could do good for you. But I just, I can't lose my health insurance. Sure. He goes, let me call you back. He talks to his, I, now I know this, but he talks to his brother, who is his partner, and says, Bill, and this is, a, I swear to you, I will not lie to you, Kyle. He says, we'll pay for Barb to have the baby. And back then, it was about 3500 bucks. Really? To have wow. a baby, yeah. And I, I don't said, know anything about that stuff. Yeah. yeah oh, you're going to, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> you're going to make a great dad. But anyways, <laughs> guess what? I did it. I took the leap yeah. of faith. I felt like All right. I I just the opportunity. Anyways, seize the opportunity. The sure. first first month, I was not allowed to talk to customers. I couldn't even talk to them. Yeah, I was just and observe that. and learn. A cedar chest and okay. who made it, and, okay. and I'm going through all the books. I, I mean, I'm starving to make money. You have no idea how much we have in common. Starving to make yeah. money, yeah. not to just get ahead, but to make money. Because I wanted to provide for my wife and my baby. Sure. I, I was excited about it. Guess what? The second month, it's time. Go, Bill. So I walked up to those customers, and if they needed a pop, I got them. If they wanted to sit down, I kiss their feet. The second month, 
I was just as good as the other salespeople. Right. The oh, sure. third month and every month after that, I was top salesman. That's wow. awesome. My wife and I were buying houses and fixing them up Flipping and them. selling them. Nice. We had done the first year. The first year we were married, we did three houses. I wow. bought them with no money down. That were just trashed. And my dad, back in my life, just at the right time, my dad and I fixed them up and sold them and split them. The second year, I had done eleven in two years. Eleven houses in two years, and we had built a nice nest egg. Another furniture store heard how great of a salesman I was and offered me a job. And it was a higher prestige store, really high end. Sure. I took it, I made friends with the guy that owned it. He sold his business and asked me if I had enough money to go into a partnership and buy a store. That's, that's, a, that's and this is only the third year my wife and I were married. That's incredible. In three that's years. a busy three, three years. Buy a furniture store. <clears throat> we found a furniture store that was having a GOB of going out of business. Yeah. In in my hometown where I played football. Oh. Which in so there, everyone knows you know, everybody knew me. Yeah. I have a gazillion friends. I love everybody there. Guess what? We bought it. Yeah. And when you buy a business, you know, you have the real estate, which we owned, sure. which was a blessing. And then we had the inventory. And being in business, you're going to know what I'm talking about. Oh, yeah. The first four years we owned the store, he left to do something else. I kept the store and paid off the inventory. So everything was clear. Nice. The only thing I had was a mortgage on the on the property. And It's incredible. We ended up opening 14 stores. Wow. That is awesome. Yep. And it took me 20 years. And now, you're going to get me crying, man. But now, I do I, that. I have <laughs> this huge blessing. My boys are, if I'm ambitious, they're on steroids. I've met them. They're powerhouses. Yeah, those and guys are awesome. Billy was so busy when he got married. He's my oldest. He said, Dad, can Jen and I just live in the house? Do you want to ask me the question or you want me to just tell you? You go ahead and tell me. So I said, Billy, are you kidding me? Can you live with me and mom? Of course. It's just ridiculous that you would ask. Him and Jen moved in and their first were twins. Then Brandon, when they had twins, got married, said, Dad, Billy's doing it. Can I just stay until we get on our feet too? <clears throat> Yeah, of course. Still not on their feet, huh? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but now you can see how yeah. this, now yeah, every one of them said, yeah, yeah. why are we moving out? Right. You know, why are why would we do that? We're so happy living together. Now, I got to tell you, watch the show because we have ups and downs just like anybody else. You betcha. But we have a formula for working through them without going to the last card in the deck and say, I want a divorce. Right. You know, and that's what society's about today, man. Over you 50%. Know, why? You know, don't go to your spouse and say, I want a divorce. Because guys, gals, it is not better on the other side. No. Now, there's cases when people give up and they're hurting you. Get out of that situation, you know. But over, over something... Minuscule. Minuscule, you know. Exactly, Kyle. Kyle, that's a home run. <clears throat> yeah. Fight through it. You know, I made a promise to my wife. I will not leave you. And I made that a vow to God. 
Right. And I said, I will not leave you. And you know, the only time I left my wife, the only time we ever been apart is a year ago. And I had a heart attack and I died. And my son is a doctor. Two of my sons are doctors. But my my youngest son did CPR. He broke 10 ribs and he split my sternum doing CPR. And that's aggressive CPR. Yep. <laughs> they say, yeah. you, that's you that's know, I'm going to save you. That's I'm going to save I've you. I've been CPR. trained in that, and that's uncomfortably like how aggressive you have to be. To be. It's, they're like you push, and Jeff, when you push, you will push harder than you could possibly imagine. You're listen push. to Jeff; he knows exactly it's, what he's talking about. If he wouldn't have, I'd be dead. Jeffrey scored a 30 on his ACT without studying, so he's probably <laughs> he's a literally a is that like true, a, Jeff? Yeah, yeah it's true. I went golfing with him. I know he didn't study. I know he didn't study because I went golfing with him. I love you guys, but I'm leaving. This isn't right. I love it. Well, so you literally came back to life, and that's a that's a story that I'm looking forward to hearing in the duck blind because you had quite the experience. Too. It's a it, it's a very very very. I've only told two people outside of our family um, that experience, and uh, like I said, I told you I would tell you, and when we have time to be together i will tell you i can't wait you know something i wanted to touch on real quick ryan go ahead first i just was curious so you you said you hadn't known you were a christian yet when you were married your wife at what age were you or when did you realize that like you wanted to be a part of the like when when did your like when did i sure maybe like turn my life over Yeah. yeah okay so i i think i accepted the lord when I was like eight years old, when my mom died, okay. I believe I, I had a baptism of my of my being, and I and and through my mom dying, I asked God a bunch of questions, and I made I made some promises, and I and and I and I talked to Him, and I think I think that's when when I really become a Christian, okay? But I didn't live for God mm-hmm. until Barb, that's my wife, had Billy, and. I held this little baby oh yeah in my arms and I was so lonely because I've never had any family always I had five different foster families and I ran away from all of them and the finally my 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 uncle died and left me enough money to make a down payment on a house I was 15 living on my my own on the streets and I went to my dad and I said, Dad, let's buy this house. You and me together. Two bachelors having it. And he did. And we lived together and, and that's that. But I said, Lord, this is what I asked for. A wife that I could trust. A son that I could raise the way I wanted to raise him. That's what this country's all about. Well, mm-hmm. you didn't have. Kyle, spot on. And I said... I owe you. What do you want from me? He, you know, most people say, well, I need to go be a pastor. No way was I called to be a pastor. Right. You know what he wanted me to do? And I'm, Ryan, you know what he wanted? He wanted me to stay a businessman and be the best businessman for Christ I could be. Sure. Yeah. And, it, and I'm telling you guys, your calling is right in this room. I can see it. I can feel it. You guys are doing just what God wants you to. You're now, me goosebumps. <laughs> hammer out. Hammer it. Do not go home. Do not let the sun go down on your anger. If AJ passes gas, did you a few minutes ago? <laughs> that was the dog. <laughs> yeah. here. Okay, thank That's you. Because that was awful. <laughs> okay, but listen. 
if that happens in, in real life, take them aside and say, I'm not going home and I love you, no matter how mad you are, Ryan. Sit down and talk it out, man. I've got... You will never replace him. No. You will never replace him. These are people God put in your life. So over bubble gum, yeah. we will throw away our relationships. People, you're absolutely right. I got to tell you, though, they are my three best friends. And we we have a lot of moments in the field when we're together, especially Ryan, too, um, just, just talking and like... I don't even want to go anywhere without them. Isn't you know that what I mean? Cool? I have the best friends in the entire world. The all-nighters that we pulled, the things that we've done to get to where we are, yeah. just we're, we're absolute workhorses. All right, I got to send a message to your viewers. Okay, now listen. <laughs> These guys cannot be your best friend. Okay, because logistically it is not possible. Okay, too much. There's too many of you and too few of them. But let me tell you something. Watch the show and learn the abilities and the gifts that these guys have. Even keep in touch because they answer their emails. They really do. And become a part of the show. By doing that, you can indirectly be special to your viewers. And that's what we tried to do with the show. We answer all of our all of our emails. It's unbelievable and it's a full-time job oh, but, but we do it when abby had that deer we had 1.2 million hits incredible wow and anybody that anybody that e emailed us I, I call it eBay us because I don't know. <laughs> I like it. Anybody like that Google eBayed Docs. us. Yeah. <laughs> so I still do that with Google Docs. If it's just three words, <clears throat> we're praying for you. Is that three? We're You're a smart guy. If you, if, no, no, no. Not I if it's weird. Depends how you. Depends how you it's write it. Attraction. It's, yeah. it's, it's the attraction. Yeah. <laughs> the attorney. That's right. That's right. And, I, and that's right. I did say weird. The 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 big blessing that the people in this group have. Yeah. Is the fact that you know my parents have been married over thirty five years. Yeah. And they're obsessed with each other. Never seen my mom open her own car door. Oh. Ever. Oh. I've never seen my mom pump gas. Oh. I've never seen my parents disrespect each other or undermine each other in front of me or anyone else. I'm sure they've had their Do own Do you know I met your parents? Did you really? Every time I look in your eyes. Oh, thank you. Oh. <laughs> Sounds like a picture. I got the best parents. Uh, and every world. time I look at you, I can tell you come from wonderful human beings. But that's where I give you so much credit because the, the scenario that you went through, you developed this awesome, awesome philosophy and created an awesome environment for your family without having it and for that i mean what i did was easy i just had my parents to guide me you didn't and that's why i give you well, a lot I of credit i appreciate that and and thank you i'd come. like to do something to close this segment because when we come back we're actually going to be uh meeting with your granddaughter to talk about her bear kill we've never done this before but i like to say a prayer on air real quick oh. so god bless you man so heavenly father i want to thank you for the opportunity to have mr putman and his family in the studio with us today um, they're on fire for you, and because of that, we feel closer to you. I've got a lot of ideas, and they have a lot of ideas on how we can further our brands to help you, and I just ask that you bless that. Thank you so much. In your son's name, amen. Amen. When we come back, we'll be with your granddaughter. Stay tuned. Thank you. We hope you enjoyed this week's episode of the Greenway Outdoors. Check us out on NRM Streamcast, YouTube, Carbon TV, and everywhere podcasts can be found. Please submit all show ideas to thegreenwayoutdoors at gmail.com. See you next week. Stay green.